Welcome to the Workbrand Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and theworkbrand.com. Salutations and welcome to yet another edition of TV Talk here on the Workprints. I'm your host, the ever-inimitable Robert J. Kajowski, and I'm flanked by my co-host... Norton. And we are here to talk about the sixth episode of Kevin Can Fuck Himself, entitled... The Machine. The Machine. And we'll get into, because we initially were curious about the title of this episode to begin with, but the more we got into the episode, the more it sort of... reared its head and made sense so starting off the episode which we had just watched it's funny because i can't don't remember how the episode started off i know it started off with basically doesn't it start off with neil and whatever face in bed diane well neil will be in bed with diane that's the thing i thought it started off with them in bed there's something slight be, slightly before, but yes. Or it starts off with Kevin. <laughs> We're such good reviewers on this show. I mean, we watched it a while ago. We watched a bunch of other stuff. Because, you know, I know. Who cares? <laughs> well, Norton Things obviously believes that there's other better things. There's always better things. But, 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 um, oh, obviously the last episode ended with uh, sort of to leave the viewers off with, okay, something to cogitate about. Uh Allison crying in the arms of Sam. Yes. And then kissing him. And then kissing him, then sort of pushing him back. But yeah, we do see Neil in bed with Diane, which wasn't technically a stretch because he does invite her in his own roundabout Neil way to Dunkin' Donuts to accompany him to Dunkin' Donuts. Yes. So, I mean, obviously, where else could it go from there? I mean, this is obviously a bit later because we do know that Allison and Sam have picked up their affair again Mm -hmm. because we find out through the episode that she has been lacking at her housewifery duties Mm -hmm. and uh, Kevin has been complaining because she's been working late at the diner the past like month or so. Oh, and so I remember it's been like a bit. how we started this episode because there's a weird through line, which I was trying to get why. Maybe it was just the stylistic approach to it. But to me, and I had sort of said this sort of under my breath when Norton and I together were wa- watching it, was it has this weird, uh, 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 what is it, uh, Groundhog's Day angle only because... Oh, yeah, you did say that. Because we see... At the very beginning, we open up with Kevin and uh, oh, Peter. Oh, that is how it's In the very beginning, Kevin's morning. They're both their morning. So Peter wakes up from the, his now basement residence and kind of yawns and whatnot. And we see Kevin, obviously, sort of at some point, we see him trying to get ready for work. Uh, and No, no, no. That was the second time. I know that was the second time. The, the first... first time he's mad about the article. Oh, yeah. That's why it starts. Yeah. So it starts with yeah, him right. being mad about a newspaper article because they have switched the Worcester Wild dude to an animal. It's a horse. So a horse named, and this is, I actually really like the joke, the horse names because they always, 
with racehorses. They always name them crazy names. I didn't remember its name. I remembered its name because I thought it was a smart joke. It was the straw man's argument. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was a very cute name. So the episode begins with Kevin complaining and saying that he wants to get the reporter fired. Mm-hmm. And in the very next scene, we see the reporter come out of the the building with her box of, you know, her, her like the, uh, the yeah, box the, that everyone well, the, the typical, when they get fired Yeah, your typical, like, the plant in the cardboard box yeah, with like all you your belongings. That, that little box of So we know Kevin apparently on. could get things done. I mean, yes, is he an asshole? Of course. Well, because insult to injury, he puts a stuffed animal horse. Horse head, a la the godfather. Yeah. So, so we, not only does she get fired, but she also has a weird threat Mm-hmm. Made against her, and by the way, we never come back to this. Never come That's back. It. That's the I think only it, part the, of the episode that she shows up in. There's yeah. no explanation as to how Kevin exactly got no. fired. But I think the point is made it, to to the degree where we're like, okay, Kevin can get things done. Yes. Again, is he inept in every other aspect of his life? Of course, especially his marriage. But in certain, when he wants something done. He can get it done. Well, because he has that sitcom magic. Yeah, so let's we keep that in mind going through the episode. Then we cut to obviously the extended stay motel, the Worcester view. Yep. If I'm not, which the, that's the running joke. There is no view. The Worcester view. The wor- I what, Worcester. What is it? Worcester. Worcester. Yeah. Worcester. I, it's weird because <laughs> I did actually look it up once. I think it's supposed to be pronounced Worcester, even though my mind. Yeah, like in the show, they always say Worcester. Or Worcester, something like Worcester. to that effect. But either way, it, it changes a lot. But yeah, we've seen Neil and Diane in bed, and it seems as though like, because she's reading a book on, I guess, tips how to make love. Um, and he, oh, is that what she was reading? I thought it was a romance novel. I thought it was, but I looked at it closer. Um, uh, but It's it, weird because, like, so the dynamic between the two of them in the scene is very odd because you have Neil who's sort of genuinely enjoying the relationship and kind of wants to see it become a bit more. Mm-hmm. And then you have Diane who is either A just having fun with Neil or B, cautiously optimistic about the relationship or C, just totally bored and like just there for the sex. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to pin down where she's at. at. That, but I well, guess at that by moment, the end of yes. the episode, we know that she's yeah, we know. more cautiously optimistic mm-hmm. than anything else. Uh, but and yeah. I mean, given her relationship with Charlie, I guess it's not that surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he invites her out uh, after work. And she does make the whole thing of, I think we should just keep what we have confined to this hotel room. And, of course, I sort of knew how he was going to react. Like, oh, yeah, he's playing, playing it off cool as if, like, he didn't want no something more. Deal. Not a big deal. And so we also then see what's going on in Allison's life, which would be that her and Sam are on a car that's actually... Getting a little bit ahead of myself because this episode does make a few, not time jumps, but it does make a bit more cuts and to and fro, back and forth, which makes it more of a kinetic episode, I would think. We also check in with Tammy and Patty. Obviously, Patty's been, I guess, having drinking binges. That's what it seems as though. Yeah, so Tammy asked Patty to move in with her. Patty said yes. And now Patty is doing, well, basically what people with intimacy issues do. Mm-hmm. which is put roadblocks in front of their happiness. And yeah. uh, Patty's solution to not being able to pack is being hungover. 
in which case she seems to be hanging out with Allison on the on frequent events mm. and drinking. Yeah. And, you know, we do get to see them after one of these things where Patty kind of complains because she's like, how is it that you drink and you're fine and I wake up and I'm like dead? Yeah. And Allison just kind of like laughs it off or whatever. Well, she says, I guess Kevin is rubbing off on me because apparently Kevin could really hold his liquor as opposed to Neil, whom obviously we'll find out later can go one of a couple of ways depending on the type of alcohol that he drinks i mean i wonder if that's part of not being part of sitcom world anymore that could be it too because i didn't catch on to that but that's a good point neil's alcoholism only seems to be a problem Mm. when he's actually outside of sitcom universe that's true when it's within sitcom universe it's obviously like actually you know what i didn't think about that i mean it could be like yeah everybody's got livers made of gold yeah when it comes to you yeah because nothing bad happens it's that whole big rock candy mountain thing the what there's a whole song about like an imaginary place called the big rock candy mountain i mean i know the song yeah and the whole thing is it's a a place that could never exist but in this imaginary place all these magical things Uh, could happen that obviously would never happen in the real world sitcom world allows you to just abuse the fuck out of your liver and there are Mm -hmm. no consequences yeah and actually the first instance we get of this weirdly enough is the very beginning of the season when you see, or I guess the very end of last season, mm. when you see Neil attack Allison mm-hmm. in a drunken rage. Yeah. And I mean... Yeah, that's true. Before that, he's... he's. I mean, sitcom world, you're a lovable drunk. You're a fun yeah. drunk. That's mm. all they have. Well, they yeah. don't have angry drunks. No. They don't have dangerous drunks. No, because it's they sitcom. They don't have mean drunks. Mm. So once Kevin leaves and everyone is stuck in real world, then you see Neil actually succumb to the problems of alcohol Mm -hmm. and in this episode they they do it quite a few times where he kind of he has a he has trouble like walking he has trouble talking he has trouble getting around he ends up in a dui Mm -hmm. uh but every time he's in sitcom mode with kevin he seems fine he can move he can talk he can make quips Mm. but you know everything's great until sitcom mode is gone and then all of a sudden Real world Neil has to deal with everything sitcom Neil did. Yeah, but I mean the thing is that so. Oh, and this is the other weird part too. Mm-hmm. So apparently, when Neil is with Diane, they don't drink, which is weird. Like I don't know how long. I mean, apparently their relationship has been going on about it's been about a month, mm-hmm. and so we find out like we know that when Neil and Diane got together, they got together kind of over alcohol. Mm-hmm. They sort of like you know did the yeah. whole glass clink, but. When they have the blackout episode, the previous episode, he invites her out for coffee. Yeah. And she goes. And later on in this episode, we find out that she's been going to AA. Yeah. And she confesses yeah. in AA that We're, she yeah. hasn't drank while she's with him. Yeah, and well, we get the impression that he doesn't drink when she's with yeah, when he's with her. I was gonna say we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, uh, but it doesn't I mean, it doesn't matter because we were gonna find that out anyway. I mean, the impact of their relationship, at least according to her, is that yeah, he's basically Neil. That is, is basically the impetus for her to not drink because she's happy. She said, yeah, it's something to look forward to, as opposed to when I was without him uh, in my terrible, sad, depressing life, where all I looked forward to was just the sip of anything with like an alcohol volume right above she probably home to her husband yeah. who obviously she's not happy with yeah so i mean it was her little mm, her little secret i guess her little 
Mm, I don't want to say taboo. Cause I mean, uh, you could, you could at the very least kind of understand that maybe that's why she wanted to get away from her husband mm-hmm. as badly as she did. Maybe she realized the things like he cheated on her, which was a perfectly good excuse for her to run away. Yeah. And then maybe once she fell back in with him and she realized she started picking up these habits, once she found Neil and she was happy, she realized like, oh shit, like I can be happy and not do this. Yeah. And I we find this out because obviously in the episode at some point, Neil kind of backslides towards Kevin Kevin, as we know, is the machine in this episode. Yeah. Kevin gets what Kevin wants at all costs. Mm-hmm. And we don't like, we only see the the fallout of his actions. We never see how he actually does it. No, that's uh, true. There are three things for which Kevin is responsible in this episode. He gets oh, well, the reporter fired. Yeah, let's, let's, okay, let's start off with that. He gets the reporter fired. So before we continue on with that, because I don't want to get too, too ahead. I we, don't know if we remember the episode good enough to walk through. No, nah, I, we well, because I, if we got back on track <laughs> now that my memory is starting to like right. jog up again. We have to check back with Allison. So Allison and uh, Sam are, oh, wait, before that, to get back, back on track. Okay, because, again, we see this whole getting up in the morning routine a couple of times. The second time, we see Peter get up, take a stretch from his basement residence. We see Kevin. Now he's rushing to get his clothes on to, for his job, to get his boots oh, yeah, on. He's late because he sets his work alarm to 11 a.m. To 11, because he he's like, well, what do I seem like the type of guy that abides by a clock? Right. Um. And the thing is, his whole thing is like, we have to, I have to find a solution to get to work like quicker. And he said, there's an intersection that always he just pisses him off and he thinks it throws him off. So he's going to do something about it. Well, because there's a stop sign that he's decided is his nemesis. The funny thing is, I don't think he says stop sign. He just says an intersection. No, he He, says stop sign. Because I think the first time I didn't get it, but then obviously we uh, then cut to uh cut to Allison and Sam whom are I would imagine on the way to work uh and they're talking about Allison's situation and so, how is she going to a quote unquote kill herself yes what is her plan for what's her ultimate faking her own death end game and there's a bit of uh, uncertainty about what had happened in the diner, diner prior the, the night of the blackout and so it leaves them in a place of uncertainty as well. Um, and so they're just going back and forth trying to, again, come up with some semblance of a solution when all of a sudden they are T-boned at said intersection. And why would you think? Because Kevin took care of his own problem, making a problem for somebody else. Yep. And so at first, because there was a lingering shot, because... I don't know if this series actually has too many lingering shots a la Walking Dead. I don't think it does. Not as many. It doesn't have as many before they cut to commercial. But this was one of them because obviously you hear the long beep of the the horn of the vehicle. Usually when I hear that, I think the person, the driver is already dead just because I imagine their head just on the horn. Uh. So I thought they were just going to cut to commercial because that would be, to me, perfect time to cut to commercial. They don't. Actually, they cut to Patty in her place, and she hears a knock on the door. Who is it? It's Allison. Allison apparently walked from that accident two miles to Patty's, 
with good reason, because obviously if the cops and the paramedics had shown up, they would take her to the hospital. People would be asking questions, especially Kevin. And Jen, I think, is Sam's wife's name. Best guess. I think. It was a J name. But again, she would also be on file. Mm. Uh, so she wants to get rid of all of that. Obviously, Sam went to the hospital. It's not like Sam made her or left her to walk. No, no. She dislocated <clears throat> her shoulder. But she dislocated her shoulder. So now it's up to Patty to bring it back in. What do they do? Well, they booze it up first. So be, especially Allison, who is going to deal with a lot of pain. So you might as well numb what you can any tissue in your body you can with alcohol before you get that shit shoved back in. I've never pop, had anything pop out and then somebody pop it back in, so I don't know how that feels, but I would uh, imagine it hurts. I mean, dislocation of a shoulder is also, for some reason, a very big sitcom trope. I've seen it in Modern Family. That's the only example really? I can remember. But I'm pretty sure they've had it in like a lot of different sitcoms. I guess it's easier because you could pop it back in, yeah, so it's it not as bad of a very, thing. Like, it I mean, I think the reason why they like doing it is because the solution to a dislocated shoulder is comedic. Mm. It's the idea that you pop it back in, it hurts a shit ton, so it's this beautiful crunching sound and then the person screaming in agony. And I do remember that the big thing in Modern Family was that Gloria uh, was famously very tough. Mm. And so she dislocates her shoulder and I think Jay is very, like, disturbed by it. He mm. doesn't really know what to do. And she's like, oh, my God. She's like, I'll just do it myself. She's like, I used to dislocate, dislocate my shoulder in Columbia all the time. So she runs into a wall and, like, slams her, her shoulder into the wall mm. and relocates her shoulder. Oh. She doesn't scream or anything. She just runs in, well, relocates yeah. it, and then she's fine. And so I think that's the reason why sitcoms. That makes sense. It's nothing broken. Generally. Yeah, it's not a. That's it's why not it's a, not permanent. Yeah. There's nothing bloody. It's not that big a deal, I guess. Mm. I mean, I don't know in reality what it's like. God, I hope I never have to dislocate my shoulder. I dislocated yeah. my um, my finger once. Mm. One of my, I think my ring finger, and it fucking sucked. I had to go to the hospital, and they just, they pull it. They basically, mm. like, pull it out of the socket and then jam it back in. Oh, yeah. I jammed my finger. That's what I did. Didn't dislocate. Yeah. But it still hurt like a mother. I would think. And it's very unpleasant. But, I got uh, hit by a basketball. It was not fun. Uh, well, sucks. I didn't get hit by I badly dribbled a basketball because um, I'm not very sports. I'm that's not even athletic. worse. Yeah, it was terrible. Not that I even got hit. Oh, wait, but... no. That's when my friend pushed me. Never mind. No. Never mind. It All was right. a legitimate injury. Totally different thing. I was trying to dribble a basketball with a dislocated finger, and it sucked. It yeah. hurt a lot. But uh, with Patty, uh, so Patty's also drinking a little bit. But the thing is, before, like, Patty attempts to pop it back in, Allison already having, like, possibly three-quarters of the bottle of whatever she was drinking down, she kind of waxes philosophically for a moment and sort of laments on her life up until this point and how she's never been any fun, how she's never done anything fun. And how she actually admires Kevin for his nonchalant, carefree, or devil-may-care attitude for just life in general, like a joie de vivre of sorts. And obviously, Patty thinks that, well, she's drank way too much to be saying these things about Kevin, anything positive about her husband. And so Patty takes a bit of it, trying to get some liquid courage as she searches up, which I think is very realistic because i would do this if anybody oh yeah anyone had would do it. like just search up YouTube yeah look up on youtube or online MD. how do you how do you pop back in pop a shoulder back yeah. in 
And so uh, before, because she seems a little squeamish and not ready, but then she lets Allison talk a little bit before she immediately jolts Allison's well, shoulder back. Well, because she tries it, at first she tries to kind of like go step by step, and Allison's yeah. like, no, 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 you got to do it fast. Yeah. And so Patty takes the classic by surprise move, which I mm-hmm. think is, again, another reason why people like the dislocated yeah. shoulder, because you can have that thing where it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, don't look. Don't think about it. Bam. Or yeah. I'll do it on three. And then you say one and you do it. Yeah. And the person's like shocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, yeah, so she relocates Allison's shoulder. Although hilariously, Allison does say that now it just hurts differently. <laughs> yeah, which I can imagine is, again, not having experienced that it would still hurt. But I mean, as long as you have mobility of it, I'm sure it's one of those things where like I've hurt. I don't think I've dislocated, but I hurt my arm once. And it hurt like a motherfucker for maybe like a good solid 10 minutes. And it still gives me, it's like now a trick shoulder. Um, But the thing is that it hurt, but it hurt in a weird way. And as long, I figured as long as I could move it, then it was still all right. That's the main thing. Especially if you think you broke something. If you could move it, I mean, you have to test full range of motion. Yeah. But again, I mean, I think the other part of this is a good lesson to say, just go to a hospital. Let a doctor do it because Allison throughout the rest of the episode does have trouble like, you know, fully arranging her motion. Yeah. So she's resting her arm, but, which is part of the reason why she's not doing her housewife duties. Uh, we do cut to her because, oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, so Patty points out that like, oh, isn't Kevin going to notice that you're not doing as much work as you used to? Mm-hmm. And Allison's like, well, I'll just, you know. I'll take care of it. Like I'll, I've got a, I've got a solution for this. Mm. And so she makes an announcement the next time we see her with Kevin that she is no longer. She's on strike yeah. because she works a lot at the diner and she doesn't want to work a lot at home. Yeah. And this triggers Kevin to do something about it. He goes naturally to not Sam because Allison well, definitely. Well, he goes to Sam's house, but the problem is Sam is asleep. That, but Allison also says, do not talk. Oh, wait, no, that was later. That's later. But, um, yeah, she, he goes, obviously, Sam's kind of zonked out on meds and whatnot. But he goes, Sam's asleep. But instead, Kevin talks to Sam's wife and tells her all these things, including the fact that Sam had divulged to Kevin that the marriage was on the rocks and everything like that. I mean, more importantly, he reveals that Allison has been working late yeah. On the days that Sam claims that he's been going to AA. Yeah. So now Sam's wife officially knows that him and Allison are having an affair. Yeah. And it's kind of a a double-edged sword because on the one hand, it is a bit problematic for Sam. Mm-hmm. Again, Kevin has come and blown up somebody's life mm-hmm. in order to solve his own problems. But in this case, it works out because Sam and his wife are finally able to have an honest conversation and realize that their marriage is over and they should just let it go. Yeah. Sam, he, he, even in confession to Allison when they were talking, uh, because Sam even says to his wife, like, I think we need to have a talk. And she's like, do we really need to? But he finally confronts the moment that they actually do. And so when he tells Allison, like the fallout and everything, he says, I'm not even mad at Kevin. Yeah. I, he He's like, I know he's a shitty person, but in this case, it actually worked out for me. So now, quick little side, I'm wondering, because the way the episode ends, I'm wondering if Allison kind of knew this was going to be, like, kind of play out in a weird way like that. Like, it was going to get mm. Sam free for her. 
Because she does, like, by the end of the episode, she starts realizing that she can use Kevin to her advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, she realizes that Kevin gets the reporter fired. She realizes that Kevin gets the intersection fucked up. Mm-hmm. She realizes that when she mentions something about the diner, all of a sudden, like, you know, she no longer has a job or what have you. I forget exactly how it works. Mm-hmm. But she, later on, so after this all happens and Sam's kind of happy that, you know, Everything's gone the way it's gone. I don't remember if we cut to Patty and Tammy or if we go to back to. I know. Well, I mean, Diane and the weird thing. No, the weird thing is that um, because once there's like three stories. No, no, no. Well, but I remember now because it's kind of like a very small in between, but leads to something slightly bigger as we go on. Um, And the one thing I've interestingly noticed. Um, is that once Allison exits her house, when she says to uh, to her husband, like, I, I'm on strike, whatnot, she exits, and all the colors are bright. Even though we're not in sitcom world anymore, she seems legitimately happy. She said she was going to go see Diane, too. Obviously, Kevin, this is when Kevin has this genius idea to buy a hot tub, and he laments that he has nobody to spend time with in the hot tub, but she goes to visit Diane. She wants to, I guess, treat Diane to a beer. Oh, yeah. So he complains about the fact that Neil's no longer around. Mm, Obviously, his father has whatever her name is, Lorraine. And he he even kind of like stoops so low as to ask Allison if she wants to join him in the hot tub. And of course, Allison's like, "Uh, no, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Thanks for absolutely nothing and leaves him. And it's at this point that we realize Kevin now has his sights set on Neil. Mm-hmm. Because Neil has abandoned him on multiple occasions now. Yeah. So, yeah, when she actually goes outside of the house, she seems generally happy, and she does visit Diane at the bar. Uh, she can now get beer for free because she introduced herself as the Worcester Wild Dude's wife. Oh, Actually, this is a different scene. Oh, yeah, She goes yeah. to the bar, before, she gets the yeah. free beer, and then she notices, notices Diane yeah. and Neil at the end of the bar. So Couldn't we realize that Neil has convinced Diane to actually go out, I guess, on a proper date with him, yeah. as it were. No, that's true. And so then, this is when we cut to her and Diane. She wants to see how Diane's doing and whatnot. She does tell Diane that I know about you and Neil. And she does express some concern. She's like, I just want you to be safe. She doesn't say why. We no. both know why. Uh, but she's like, just be careful. Yeah, she's all. trying to warn Diane about like anyone that gets between Neil and Kevin mm-hmm. pretty much has, is, yeah. is in a bit of trouble. Yeah. And they should be careful. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, Diane does take a bit of... Uh, she seems a little a offended. A bit of offense yeah. to that. She doesn't seem very happy. She, I wonder if she kind of thinks that Allison is maybe a little jealous. Could be. Could be. And the funny thing about jealousy also comes into play because she does leave Allison. And she's like, you know what? You could have your free beer too. Which at first I thought was her just doing that out of spite. But now knowing the situation and that she no longer drinks because she's with Neil. Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of more sense. It, it brings things into perspective. But also, uh, we sort of check in with Allison and Patty and their whole situation with Tammy. 
and T uh, Patty does relate to Allison that uh, Tammy thinks that Allison is a bad influence. What with Patty being on a couple day benders and being hung, hung over. That was earlier for, when they were doing the arm thing. Yeah, well, and she said, well, she suspects that Tammy's jealous. Yeah. But the thing is that they do agree that they're friends. They yes. do actually, I don't know if they've ever done that before. So this would um, be sort of more or less a breakthrough. This would be Patty's breakthrough because yeah. Allison's already thought of them as friends yeah, that's true. for a while now. Mm -hmm. But this is Patty finally admitting that they're, they're friends. Yeah. But um, from that, we go to... Yeah, this is, a, <laughs> this is a terrible episode. Like, there's three different stories going on, and it's easier if you just follow them individually. Uh, but you... So one of the other things that happened oh, in the yeah. episode... That's right. Well, I mean... Oh, go ahead. Wow, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, because at some point, like as the episode goes on towards the latter part of it, we do see that um, Diane is in the hotel room. Yeah. You thought, I think, for a moment, I think I remember you here. It's saying, I was a little worried that her husband was going to come in and kill her. Yeah, because, because he found out. Because she does mention the, the sawed-off. Yeah. And apparently affairs are being found out today. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, so she's there. She's waiting for Neil. And Neil is outside and he decides to to go to Kevin. Yeah. And this is this is possibly the scene that follows So I think what it, it I think it goes in order of Kevin in the hot tub complaining about being alone. Mm -hmm. Allison leaves to go see Diane. Mm -hmm. Diane gets pissed off at Allison because mm -hmm. of the whole Neil warning. Mm -hmm. Then it's Diane at the hotel yeah. getting mm -hmm. fucked yep. by Neil. Well, yeah. not fucked, fucked over by Neil. Yeah. And then Neil back at the house drinking with Kevin. Yeah. Now, we only briefly see Neil back at the house. Mm -hmm. We know that later on when Allison goes to Sam's to talk to him. Oh, so, so when Sam's wife finds out about mm -hmm. the affair and they're officially getting divorced, mm -hmm. Sam finds out that his in-laws have decided to take over the diner like they want to take the diner away from him because, because technically they, they lent him it. the money yeah they they lent him the money for it mm -hmm. so he tells this to allison who then in turn tells this to kevin yeah now i forget what her angle is on it but for some reason she makes it seem like it would be a problem for kevin if mm -hmm. sam doesn't get to keep the diner now here's the weird part i kind of thought for a minute that because Sam no longer has is no longer tied to either his wife or the diner, it would be a good excuse for Allison to be like, well, let's run away together. Yeah. Like, let's go. However, she tells Kevin because she knows that Kevin will get this solved, and he does. Mm -hmm. Kevin turns around and makes some kind of faulty uh, slip and fall slip claim. and fall claim against the diner. The parents back out of the deal because they don't want to be liable, and they give the diner to Sam. Mm -hmm. So Sam gets to keep the diner. And the reason for this is because Allison finally confesses the thing that we've all kind of been realizing. She doesn't want to leave. Yeah. She doesn't well, really want to Well, her and Patty, leave. I think it's both of them. Because like, Patty, obviously, like the little through line in the episode with her and Tammy as well is that Tammy is waiting for her to sort of pick up her feet 
and start putting things in boxes if she's going to move in. And she's been very reticent to do so. Yeah, we see Patty kind of attempt to move, Mm -hmm. kind of attempt to put like books in a box. And she very clearly doesn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's also another scene where Patty goes upstairs because apparently they live in a two family house. That's where Neil lives upstairs. Yeah. And she finds Neil uh, basically destroyed from alcohol, from wine. Wine because there's a thing. um, I forget what they call it. It's supposed to be like... Tour to something. Tour to Franze, I think, or something. Because I think Franze is one of those... Now that it makes perfect sense. Or Frianz, like, I just remember the name is a bo- the name of a boxed wine. Oh, okay. So I think it was their play on a tour de France. So it was a bar crawl that they were supposed to do, like a pub yeah, crawl. Yeah, pub crawl, but with boxed wine. Yes. And so apparently he's like, yeah, he's blitzed out of his gourd from boxed wine, which is funny. Uh, but he's still supposed to go meet up with Kevin for something. Because the thing is that there was another rival bar that they wanted to beat, but this bar won. And they suspect that they cheated. So obviously Kevin wants to get revenge. Mm. So Neil is like, even though he's no, like he has no condition to drive, to even much less get up and do anything, uh, Patty wants to tend to him as the bigger sister. Uh, but uh, no, he's immediately at the door and he just keeps saying, Kevin's going to be mad at me. Kevin's going to, he's already mad at me. He, he's like, all he needs to do is to get to the paint store. So and he and for some reason a goat. He's like, we need to get a goat. So it seems as though again one of those classic sitcom setups. Sitcom and get annex, but An- antics. antics. Blah. It, it's Hello, also words. a sitcom annex of sorts. <laughs> but uh, the weird thing is that initially I thought wine. That's interesting. You never see them. Yeah, that's very weird. But the thing is, Patty makes it a point saying that. When he drinks wine, Neil, that is, specifically, he gets like her father. So there's apparently a very so big... wine is his demon drink, I yeah. guess. I mean, everybody has. Whoever oh, drinks, yeah. everybody has a demon drink. Vodka would be mine. Vodka is a lot of people's. Vodka is like... They actually had a whole How I Met Your Mother episode on that, remember? I think About so. About the different types of alcohol yeah. effects on you. I could see that. Uh, but so she... Before she she tries. she tries, but he he's out. He's out. he's already out he the door. Leaves. So she goes to she tries to go to Allison's uh, to see if he's there. Apparently he's not. Allison also sees that the car's gone. So her whole thing, in, and I'm just paraphrasing. She said, "Well, apparently the car's gone. So he, whatever they're doing, they're going to do it." And obviously they're both drunk on wine. Mm. So. She, uh, uh, Allison says, like, do you want me to just wait up with you and whatnot? And Patty's like, no, I got to pack anyway. So we kind of end there at that point. There's also another scene where Diane uh, confronts yeah. Neil about standing her up. And Neil kind of tries to play the victim card and say that, like, you know, he's been bailing on Kevin a lot and he feels bad about it. And Diane is sort of like, she still doesn't understand why he's loyal to Kevin. Uh-huh. She doesn't understand why, you know, Kevin treats him like shit and he still goes for it. And so she sort of tells him, like, you know, go fuck yourself. I'm leaving. And this, I think, might be the reason why he gets so heavily blitzed on wine. Uh-huh. And then later on, why he just sort of, like, doesn't care. And yeah. He's perfectly willing to kill himself. No, that's So true. he winds up in jail. Uh-huh. Uh, we're assuming for a DUI or something else. 
Yeah. And I mean, Kevin's not there, so I imagine whether it's a DUI or not, uh, Kevin just lets him take the fall because yeah, he's just, the only one in jail. And Kevin does not answer his call. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Patty's the one who gets the call initially. Patty does not get him. Mm-hmm. We cut to Neil in jail, and his bail has been paid. And who is it? It's Diane. It's Diane. Diane has paid his bail. So him and her go off. Yeah, well, there's it's a very telling moment because she asks him, like, despite the, the prior fight and everything, like, are you okay? And you could hear there's, like, at least to me, I could hear, like, a crackle in his voice. Oh, he's definitely upset. And he's very upset. And he said no. Like, he he's being no. very honest. Yeah. So I'm curious these next two episodes where it's going to go with that. I mean, the next episode is kind of hinting at more of Neil's unraveling. Mm-hmm. And yep. again, perhaps him dealing with the trauma from the beginning of the se- season. Yeah. Um, but sort of rounding out the episode... We do see, like, there's Allison and uh, Patty talking, and, and there's another scene very quickly where Allison has this really brilliant idea of, well, there's one last thing I need to do. There needs to be dental records. So, obviously, more drinking ensues, and Patty was going to pull her teeth, but they both, at least Patty knows well, that Allison it's a tells stupid Patty that idea. She's going to set the car on fire and then throw the teeth in yeah. and then pretend that she burned alive. And, out, and Patty just laughs her ass off because she's well, yeah. like, that is a terrible plan. Which it is. That is not how you do that. No. Which is true. Uh, and so Allison kind of realizes, I think, in that moment that she's she doesn't really know what she wants to do. She yeah. doesn't, you know, everything's kind of coming up roses for her now mm-hmm. that she started to use Kevin. And when she confronts Sam and finally tells him that she doesn't want to leave and that she wants to stay, Sam is sort of like... I don't understand. Like, I thought your situation was so horrible and terrible that Mm -hmm. you didn't, like, you had to get out. And she's like, well, I never thought to use Kevin. Mm. Like, in all the years that he's taken from me, I've never used him. And now that I've started to use him, like, I know how to fix this. Mm -hmm. And here's where the kicker is. Because Tammy confides in Allison that she knows about what happened in Vermont. That Patty was at the scene of a man who was assaulted and that the drugs that were taken from him showed up in Nick. Yeah. And so Allison now has a new problem she needs to take care of, and that is Tammy. Mm-hmm. And Sam tells her, like, well, Tammy's going to be a problem. And Allison is like, she doesn't have to be a problem as long as I make her Kevin's problem. Yeah. So now we need to see how Allison is going to turn Kevin on Tammy and how that plays out. Yeah. Yeah, and the, like a few other things because that's basically where the episode ends, uh, like that little cliffhanger. But a few other things. Um, apparently, yes, uh, the the uh, Bev's, which is the diner, uh, is now Sam's again because of Kevin. Um, but also, we do see like a small moment between Diane and Allison because Allison actually does get some money. Uh, Diane actually gives her like a good envelope stock full of money that she won in a game of Kino and she goes I guess maybe it's neither here nor there maybe it's a little too little too late especially seeing as though it's the final season but she does say you know I always wanted boys I always thought I would have kids and raise them till I was dead but she's like I already have a daughter so like that's their tender moment Allison wants that money to help save Bev's but it doesn't matter in the end because Kevin obviously sort of saved that whole thing yep so in the next episode it intimates at least according to the 
the previews that uh, he could possibly truly take care of Tammy and have her lose her job. But things, I think, because it's the penultimate episode, things have to be, I, I want to say, well thought out, even though since when does anybody in this actual series have a true plan? Well, we also get the idea that Neil has been talking mm-hmm. because Tammy, or it's not Tammy, I think it's Diane and somebody else says that Neil has a, a story to tell. Yeah. Is it dying? No. Oh. No, I think we're good. Oh. That uh, Neil has a story to tell, a crazy story to tell. Yeah. And so we're wondering if that is the uh, Allison wants to kill Kevin story and yeah. attempted to kill him and this and that. So we'll see how this plays out. I mean, again, if Neil confesses this to Kevin, well, Neil's already tried to confess to Kevin on this yeah. end. And it didn't do him any good. No. Which is funny because since Kevin is the one who can get things done, it would have really behooved him. It would have. But guess we'll see if Neil can get things done in the real world as opposed to the sitcom world. Yeah. But, I mean, Neil is having a full-on breakdown. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. And, you know, it's it's getting worse. It's we, getting worse. It was kind of getting better with Diane, and now it seems to be going back, backsliding again, and I don't know why. But be- so I'm wondering what happens in the episode that causes Neil to kind of like mm-hmm. fall again. Or maybe it is the idea that at the end of this episode, he does confess that he's not good. Mm-hmm. That, you know, he's he's sliding between loyalties. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know what he wants. Well, it's funny because when him and Diane just really quickly have that fight, I mean, Sam's sort of spoken truth to power in uh, the last episode where he's like, take responsibility. You should take responsibility. And now Diane is telling Neil, uh, basically like are you sure like kevin like would want you to do this or like are you thinking you're or do kevin wants you around for this or are you thinking that to yourself like she even says flat out like you hate kevin and he does take a beat for a moment and then he just sort of washes that out of his mind he's like no 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 that's not true like we're best friends my best friend which to me is one of those funny and she's like is he really or is it what you tell yourself yeah so i mean maybe he is through other people's lenses seeing the light so to speak uh so and and again i think i think patty and neil are good are pretty much our main characters honestly Mm -hmm. because they're the ones who are having all the personal growth yeah. You know, like Sam, useless. Uh, what's her face? Useless. The main girl. I forget her name already. Allison. Allison. There we go. Said it like fifty times. Yeah. Fucking hate her so much. I know, I know. Worthless. Uh, Tammy to a degree. Useless. But Neil and Patty have the most growth to do, mm-hmm. and they're the ones. And even Diane to an extent uh, are having these moments of self-reflection and, and self-actualization mm-hmm. and self-realization and. For Patty and Neil, it seems to be really hard for them because they do come from this family that seems to be very fractured and very wounded and very broken. Yeah. And, you know, their parents were obviously not the greatest parents. Uh-huh. And so it's very hard for them to sort of... Sitcom world is very comforting. Uh-huh. It's a very easy place to live. You don't have to face your problems. Everything works out. Real world is not. No. So them being trapped in the real world is very hard for them. Well, that's the be- uh, that's I think the beautiful thing about like the dichotomy because in sitcom world, sitcom world has very strict rules. In, when you deal with the real world, real world in general is very messy. It's very gray area. It and is very if gray you're area. used to a paradigm, 
if that paradigm shifts, then you're just thrown to the wolves, like to the wolves of reality and the messiness of reality and all these things that you've never experienced before, like a fish out of water scenario in a sense. I will say that kind of one of the interesting sort of middlemen in the whole show is the father, oddly enough. Yeah. Because he has been able to pull off sort of the impossible Mm -hmm. that everyone else around Kevin hasn't been able to do, which is he's been able to maintain his relationship with his son Mm -hmm. and have his own life. Yeah. You know, he has this woman that he loves. He has this relationship that he's cultivated. Mm -hmm. And despite Kevin's interventions to the contrary, he's been able to maintain it. He's been able to keep it and yet still be able to maintain this relationship with Kevin. Yeah. And I think that's something that Neil doesn't know how to do. I think it's something Allison doesn't know how to do. And Patty doesn't know how to do. Yeah. And for some reason, the father is able to do it. Yeah. Despite the fact that the father is probably maybe one of the worst characters. Uh, Well, he's really not. He's really not that bad. He's all right. I think he's one of the, the characters that is, and I know this is, probably giving this show way too much credit but i think he's he's reached a, a state of enlightenment well he's a former priest so i'm sure have. that that plays into it somehow yeah but apparently he's a priest who banged a nun which yeah. i don't remember but they I made mean, that joke yeah. earlier in the season yeah i think, I think they the might have alluded to it before the yeah they might have alluded to it as well like, where allison was like your father was a nun and your mother was a priest like you are a mistake yeah like, you yeah. were born of a mistake but uh, with two episodes left i know that norton could power through this it's I have faith in you. It's entertaining now because, again, things well, yeah, are yeah, because you know that there's an end in sight. I know there's an end in sight, and I know that things are happening. And, again, that's the, that's the advantage of a, f- mm-hmm. a final season for any show, yeah. but especially a show that likes to move slow as fuck and really have no good points. Yeah, that's so true. So it's nice that they're putting all their – that's the one nice thing about knowing you have a final season and being able to take advantage of it mm-hmm. is you can put all of your fucking eggs, eggs in, in one basket, basket yep. and explode the shit out of them. Yep. And it's going to at least be entertaining. Well, uh, it should be. Not that yeah. it will be. Well, we'll see. So I guess is Norton out. Norton's out. Okay, Kajowski's out. And we will see you again in the penultimate episode of Kevin Can F Himself.